Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Pull Up a Stump, um, Surviving and Thriving Life Nowadays. I am your host, Cassie Pittman. And I figured today we would kind of ride the train from last um, episode, kind of on this sobriety train. Um, and life you know, surrounding alcohol and and whatnot. Um, You guys seem to like last episode, so let's keep it going. Um, I figured today I want to touch on a subject that I think a lot of people who are thinking about going sober or are newly sober or have been sober for a long, like just sober people in general, okay? (laughs) Or sober curious or whatever, Um, or like a fear in getting sober, is like your sex life as a sober person because I don't know about you but sex while you're drunk or buzzed or whatever and sex while you're sober that shit is two completely different experiences like experience for yourself experience for your partner or whoever's doing it with you, whether it's one or two or three people, I don't know, whatever tickles your fancy. Um, And it's like, let's kind of talk about that. Because I remember, like, I would be confident in saying like, 95% (laughs) of my sex life. Um, I mean, well, let's, let's, okay, actually, I don't even know, because I'm like, I lost my virginity, like, pretty early on in life, Um, definitely earlier than I hope either of my kids lose theirs, (laughs) let's just be real, Um, hashtag bad parents, hashtag no parental supervision, Um, but (laughs) I lost it early, and so I guess, like, those earlier times, weren't always under the influence. So let's let's go like 90. 90% probably of my sex life has been well under the influence. Um and I honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, do not have a lot of experience in in like sober sex. Like sex in general, yes. Um, and you know, but not sober sex. And I kind of just want to like talk about that. Um, and like the major differences, um, you know, this is obviously like kind of excluding when you're like blackout because nobody can remember that. But you know, like if I'm being completely honest here, like I'm a fucking freak when I'm drunk and having sex, like I'll knock like <laughs> the best porn star out of the out of her freaking category, you know. Like I'm a freak, and I'm and I, I you know whatever, whatever it is, what it is. But then sober, I'm like frigid as fuck. Um, I have like zero desire. Like that's the other thing too. Like the difference in initiation and like desire when you're under the influence or sober like yeah I mean fuck when I was drunk like you look at me the right way and I'm ready to freaking jump your bones and do like some freaky shit but like sober like I have zero I I don't even have like a desire to do it 
Um, and then like when it is being done, I'm just like, all right, let's get this like fucking over with. Like, you know, and I don't know exactly like what actually feels good because like fuck almost like everything feels better when you're drunk you know like when you're in like that okay phase of drunk um but you know like everything feels better you know you're like you're just kind of like in a more aroused state you know like the kitty is like fucking purring like a crazy cat and like you like everything feels great um and then drunk like i'm like yeah no like that does not feel good, like, at all, or, like, that's doing absolutely nothing, um, or, like, I'm way more in my head when I'm sober, I mean, I've always been, like, a person that's very in their head when I'm having sex, but, like, when, you know, I'm, like, constantly, oh, how does my body look, like, what does that sound like, oh, what does that smell like, like, am I sweating too much, like, am I, what does my hair look like, like, it, uh, everything, you know, like, as, does this feel good for him, like, oh, is he still, like, feeling it if you know what I mean (laughs) like like it's just like what was that fucking sound down the hallway like my head is all over the map when I'm having sex when I'm sober and I think that like especially if you're someone who is very like sexually active when you're under the influence um, and even like one experience of sober sex could like possibly derail like your sobriety or your desire to get sober. Because like if you are someone that is like sexually like a very sexual person and then you're like on the on this like teeter totter of like if you're going to get sober or not. And then you go and have sex sober and it's shit you're probably not going to want, like, you're going to start teetering to the other side of like, oh, fuck, well, I can't give that up too. Like, you know, if I give up the booze, like, then I have to give up my sex life. Like, you know, so, I mean, I'm still learning how to uh, do sober sex. Um, It's, uh, it is a learning experience. It is a whole new ballgame. Like, I almost feel like a virgin again. It, like, I'm, if I'm being honest, like I straight up almost feel like a virgin again when it's, when it's going on. Um, and I feel like, okay, like if we're going to get like really nitty gritty here, I have a lot of like sexual trauma from my childhood and like my past, um, you know, another episode, another time, maybe whatever. But if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, some things have happened to me in my life in the sexual way that um, have left me quite traumatized. And I feel like when I was drunk, I was able to like not feel those things and kind of get out of that trauma and um, not like relive it when I was having sex. Even if, even if the sex was like fucking gnarly, like dominant, aggressive, like, like kind of some like sketchy sex, but it, it wouldn't really trigger me. Whereas like now with a sober, like I feel myself more triggered, um, in that department. And like, so I'm still learning how to do the whole, um, sober sex thing. It is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a learning experience, but I think like, I'm going to go with two categories of this. Like if I was single and learning how to do sober sex, I think that that 
like to be there comfortably, you definitely have to do a lot. And like, even as a couple, but like a lot of self-reflection and a lot of like digging deep and like what actually you desire, like what wasn't just like your drunk brain, like being like, oh yeah, I love it like that. But then when you're sober, you don't actually love it like that. Um, whereas like with a couple, like, I mean, and this is something that I have to work on individually and in my relationship is like very, very open communication. Um, and communicating in a way that like my partner, and this is a suggestion for you, like learning how to communicate in a way that your partner doesn't take it like the wrong way. Because like, if I really was like, you know, sat my partner down and was like, yeah, having sex with you sober fucking sucks. I hate having sex with you sober because like, you don't know what you're doing. Like with my new stuff now, I don't know how to communicate with you. You know, like this is triggering me back here. Like I don't actually like it like that, blah, 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 you know? So being able to communicate with your partner in a way that like doesn't make them feel like a bag of shit um, but being able to like properly communicate to them, um, that, yeah, like, I mean, like, let's just like full on example, you know, like in the past I have been able to get like, like while under the influence, like more, um, sensual sex, I guess, like being a little bit more like romantic in that sense. Like that's not even like my go-to style but um I have been able to and then like trying to do that sober like I just think it's I'm just like this is really stupid like I'm like this I'm like I'm like thinking it's like funny and it's not turning me on and like this whole like sensual like kissing and touching and like looking at each other and being like I love you and like like it just makes me laugh and like instantly dry up and like I'm just like (laughs) this is like cheesy and like this is way too much feeling and like maybe as I get more comfortable in like the sober sex department will that like unlock um maybe and I'm sure he would like that um but as of right now like it happens and I'm like oh my god I feel like I'm in a fucking Hallmark movie like (laughs) this is stupid whereas like drunk I'd probably be more open to that um and it's like being able to properly communicate with your partner that like yeah this is totally different and like things that we used to do don't tick my boxes the same way you know like it's an entirely different style and like for me and I don't know if this is just like a trauma thing or if this is just me who I am But, like, like things need to be, like, executed properly, like, when I'm sober. Whereas, like, when I was drunk, like, if it was, like, messy domination, like, you're not quite there, like, you don't really have, like, the... Because, like, okay, don't... Let's just take a second. In, like, any aspect, I think, and I'm sure you women can, like, attest to this, but, like... Especially for me, like, I'm a very, very dominant female. I, I live in masculine energy, like, most of my time. Um, I'm very, very dominant and very masculine and just, yeah. Um, and so, like, when I encounter a man who is, like, trying to be dominant, 
But, like, you can tell, like, deep down, like, that's not who they are and it's not their person. It comes off as, like, like a poser and, like, it just doesn't work for you. And so then it's just, like, even more of an instant turnoff. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you look like such a loser, like, trying to be this, like, dominant fucking masculine grab you by the throat and like pin you up against a wall but really like you couldn't hurt a fly you know like and it's just like (laughs) I don't know so like you know if that had happened while drunk I could probably more like laugh it off or like still find some like attraction in it or whatever and keep the ball rolling whereas like sober if that happens I'm just like oh my god like what this is really not doing it for me. Like you, it's, you know, and it's like, you already, I don't want to say give up because, well, I mean, in the beginning, it feels like you're giving up a lot. Like when you're first giving, getting sober, you know, like you feel like you're giving up a lot, right? You have to give up the, the drink. You have to give up like people, places, things you have to give up um, you know, like a routine or whatever it is. Right. And then all of a sudden you have to give up like an enjoyable sex life. And it's like, what the fuck else do you want to take from me? Like, I'm trying to make my life better. I'm trying to like, you know, get rid of this thing that is fucking up my entire life, but you're taking everything from me. Like I can't even have a good orgasm anymore. Like what the fuck is this? Like, this is ridiculous. Um, you know, sobriety is already lonely enough. We don't need to make like even more lonely that the only way you can get off is like with yourself. Um, and so like in the beginning, it's just like another notch in the belt of something else. But, um, I think, and like I said, I'm still learning, but like, I think a lot of it has to really come down to like how everything else comes down to in sobriety is like, really looking at like your inner 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 self you know like and like you know sober cat or like drunk cassie was like a fucking freak in the sheets like fuck me up like dominate me like let's be like sloppy and messy and sweaty and like scratch and you know everything and then sober cassie I think does like that, but needs like A, B, C, D, E, F boxes ticked before that's even there. Whereas like, it's almost like, you know, like drunk Cassie had like very low standards, very low standards in more department than one, you know, like, fuck, my number would be lower if I had been sober sooner because I just no fucking standards to a degree you know I didn't let like anybody and everybody in there but certainly uh there would have been people that have been in there that would not have been in there if I had been sober um so it's like sober Cassie when it comes down to it like first off my like physical touch love language is like bottom gifts is the very bottom and then it's love language at the second bottom or um physical touch as like the second bottom and so just basic not even like sex but like to cuddle to hug to hold hands like all those different little things I could fucking care less and honestly it, it I don't even enjoy it unless 
like my other things are ticked. Like I'm an acts of service person. Um, and so like, if you're ticking my boxes elsewhere, then, you know, it's almost like physical touch rises up. So it's like, yeah, like sober sex comes around and it's like, but you're still like being a lying fuck. You're still like lazy as shit. You're still like, you know, whatever, like not doing anything around. You're still not taking care of yourself. You're still like not paying attention to the kids, you know, like I still have to be like on you about fucking like taking your socks or like your underwear out of your fucking pants before you throw it in like, you know, like little things that it's like I have a kid and one on the way. Like I don't need a grown up kid. So it's like if those things are not ticked, then like I'm not I'm not sucking anything anytime soon, you know, and like she's closed like chastity belt that shit up. But that would have like, those things could have been going on. You could be like a skid dick of all skid dicks. And if I was drunk and we looked at each other the right way and like I felt some sort of like energy, it was like, let's go, you know? And I think really sitting there and like sitting in that feeling and being like, so what do I like actually require to have a good sexual relationship with so-and-so or multiple so-and-sos or whatever, even with yourself. Like even like masturbation has been completely different drunk to sober. We'll get into that one. But it's like, like get it. And what really, really tickles my fancy? Like what really makes her purr? Like what do I really require? And yeah, for me, like I can, I know that like that part of me, that like freak in the sheets is still there because like when I like fantasize about like a wicked night in bed, it is still like that, you know, like I still envision all that like nasty, dirty, rough, dominant shit. And like, you know, like I said, I'm a very dominant female. So it's almost like when I'm in the sheets, I need him to take over that like dominant sense because I'm also like very OCD and I'm very much like a control freak. So in all aspects of my life, you know, like with the kids, with the house, with my job, with, you know, like everything I have to feel fulfilled and to feel like my OCD and like all that shit is not like going haywire. Like I need to be in like complete control. Like I fucking hate not being in control, but it's like in bed that is where I'm willing to give up control. And I want to give up control. Like, I want you to take that from me. And like, I know that that's still in there. Because yeah, when I'm sitting there and I'm fantasizing about the next time I get to do it all, I still think like that. But there's like this huge gap between A and B now that there's all this other stuff now that's required for me that I never really truly required while drunk. And so it's like, yeah, in the beginning, you think that like, you're just, you're just losing a good orgasm now. Like you're never going to have fucking good sex again, or you're never going to have sex again. Cause you don't even want to have sex. Like fuck sex. But once I think you like wrap your head around all these like little things that are required or whatever, 
you know, like maybe before, like you didn't need foreplay. You could just like dive right into it. And now all of a sudden you're like, she's not warmed up. So like warm her up or like maybe, you know, you need like dirty talk or you need like fucking toys or you need like more lube. Like, you know, maybe you used to be like a super soaker and now you need some lube or like, you know, all these things. And like, that's a fine thing to wrap your head around. It's just like everything else in sobriety. You have to like adjust to a new way of living. And that's just what it is. You're not, you're not robbed of it forever. At least I fucking hope not. <laughs> like, like I said before, we're still learning this, but like, I fucking hope we're not robbed from this forever. But like, as I dive into like my program, more like I said in my last podcast, I do the smart program, you know, and I talk to like another sober girl and whatever. I don't think we're, de- I don't think we're doomed for life to never have a good sexual life again. But, um, you know, like, you you're not doomed to never wanting to fuck your husband or your wife again or you know or you're like doomed to always masturbate I don't think that's the case I just think that it takes a lot of adjustment and you know I think that also in relationships at least mine anyway in like every single one of my fucking relationships that I've ever been in in my entire life (laughs) Um, I feel like sex is so fucking pressured. Like it is so pressured. And, you know, nine times out of ten, well, no, I mean, I've, I don't think I ever pressure sex in my relationship just because like, I'm not a whatever, but it's always, you know, I always feel pressured. And so, you know, like, I think when you're in this, um, state where you're still like learning this new way of sex and you're still like navigating this new life, um, the pressure from your partner could also like completely turn you off more. So that's why you, excuse me, you need to have these like really open, probably uncomfortable, like conversations where like they know exactly what's going on, you kind of like are getting a better idea because even just like verbalizing it, you know, like gets it out there. Um, And you guys are kind of like remotely on the same page in this and he or she doesn't think that you've just like closed the gates and they can't do anything right, you know. Um, It just, I mean, can suck when you have like, a fucking very sensitive partner and then they're like how do I tell you that like sex with you is not enjoyable anymore and we need to like do something different you know like without literally saying like I hate having sex with you now so you know adjusting and eventually like hopefully you know you learn a little bit more about yourself and like if I'm talking from experience I think that really exploring yourself as an individual first because you know like I said we'll touch on it so now let's touch on it masturbation like as a sober person you know like as a when I would be drinking and want to get things done (laughs) um I really didn't require much, you know, like I, I didn't really even have a toy. I remember like my ex that used to work on the rigs bought me like a little bullet thing for when he was out of town. 
Um, but other than that, like I never had any toys. I never had like lube, you know, like nothing like that really. Like for myself, you know, like there was like a little box where we would play together, but nothing like for myself. Um, and you know, I've since bought some and really learned like what she's all about. Like I literally sat there with a fucking mirror held up with my feet and like took a look at my fucking vagina. Like when was the last time I just took a look at my vagina? Like, I don't even remember. I don't even think I looked at it like after I gave birth to my daughter, you know, like, and I like really learned and sat there and like toyed with different. And I know everybody's got a different opinion on this, but like toyed with like different, um, like styles of porn. Can we say that? I don't know. Porn to watch, you know, like, and really like figuring out what makes me tick which then when it comes down to time to like get nitty-gritty with your partner I'll have a better idea of like how to communicate to him like no 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 don't touch there touch here like oh no 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 don't don't talk to me like that like talk to me like that you know or whatever whereas like drunk person was just like let's just fucking go and like not like I had some wicked sex while I was drunk. Some wicked, wicked sex. And I can honestly say I've not had one good experience since sober. And that fucking sucks. But you know what? It's all like I had. Well, let's see. Okay. I'm just going to come out and say it. I lost my virginity when I was 13. Um, and I'm 28. So 10 I don't know, a lot of years <laughs> um, having sex while intoxicated. And I have more of my life ahead of me as a sober person to relearn how to have sex as a sober person than I did up till now. So, you know, yeah, I'm this far into sobriety and we're still... Probably, like, this part is the one part that is the most slow going and lacking in, like, my sobriety journey. So, you know, like, but I got a long ways to go, okay? I got my whole fucking life ahead of me. And I got a lot of learning to do. And it's just, like, a one day at a time thing. Like, you just, you'll get there eventually. But... I mean, there's a lot of footwork to get from where you were to where you want to be. Um, yeah. And it's like, I mean, where do you really start? Where, like, what's the first conversation you want to have? Um, and just, like, not letting yourself get discouraged. Because, like, I'm very much the type of person that, like, I can go very long times like you like I could probably not have sex like actual like intercourse with someone for years and be like totally fine you know like I'm not unless I was drunk then I was like fuck me now um but it was like you know I as a normal like as a regular I'm fine without it so you know like there's a lot of learning to do and there's a lot of inner work to do 
And a lot of, yeah, not letting myself get discouraged because, like, I feel like, of course, once you start to get discouraged, you're either going to be more tempted to slip back um, or, like, just give up and close the pearly gates forever, you know, and just, like, completely give up on this because it's like, oh, I got better things to focus on or, like, this just isn't going to fucking happen for me. Like, I've been sober for a year and a half now. I still haven't been able to come, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you just fucking throw in the towel. And, I mean, all in all, like, everybody says, you know, and I'm still learning this part, but, like, everybody says, like, you know, a healthy sexual relationship, whether that's with multiple partners, one partner, like, whatever it is, um is one of the, like, components to living, like, a healthy life, you know, like, is, like, a proper good sex life, whatever that fucking looks like for you, and so if we're just, like, throwing in the towel, like, you're giving up, like, a large part of your life that can bring, like, emotions and, um, like, stress relief and, um, connection and love and, um, you know, like the relief of like being able to release like that kink in you or the like exploratory aspect of sex, you know, like sex is so much more than just what we fucking see in porn or like the movies. And like, there's a lot more that goes into it. And so like, if we were just going to throw in the towel completely and just like completely give up that side of us, like that's a little bit sad, but I mean, I think also, like, one of the things um, that can be a bit discouraging, though, like, if we're on, like, the freaking train of discouragement, would be, like, looking at yourself and, like, maybe it's your partner that you have now that's been with you from your drinking days to your sobriety or, like, you know, looking at partners that you will choose in the future. It's, like... Does does that person still look the same to you? You know, like, are you more, like, whatever, drunk goggles, like, whatever, standards, I don't know, whatever. Um, does that partner, like, still look the same? Or do you require something different? And, like, when I say require, like... That's totally fine. Like, I think that, you know, like, you can get shamed or, like, bashed for having, like, a requirement for something that, like, to allow access to you, like, physically. Being like, oh, well, that's just fucking rude because, like, what, because that person doesn't look a certain way or because, what, that person, like, doesn't do that perfectly or, like, whatever. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. That is my vagina. That is my time. That is access to me in, like, one of the most personal ways that you can have access to someone. And if I fucking require them to look a certain way or to act a certain way or to, like, tick my boxes a certain way before I open up, like, so fucking be it. There's millions of people on earth. And if that doesn't work for me anymore or that doesn't work for them or they got their fucking panties in a bunch, well... Download Tinder or Bumble and find a new fucking partner. Like, don't ever feel guilty for requiring something of someone when you are giving up that part of you that is, like, 
very fucking personal and very like sacred. Okay. And that's another thing. Like I didn't really think of like sex and giving someone access to me in that way was like such a sacred thing. Like I, you know, like I'm not whatever there's, I'm not like bashing anyone, but like, I, I mean, I'm not like in the triple digits of like fucking partners, but like I've had a lot and you know, people, I kind of just, I never viewed it as like this, like sensual, like connection between two people and whatever. And it was like, I'm horny, you're horny, like, let's do it. Um, and so like, but really that realization that like, no, like this is something fucking special and I want to treat it as such now because I've spent a lot of my life not treating it as something that as is as special as it is. And like, if you aren't fucking doing it for me, like, sorry, I don't feel guilty about it. I will fucking communicate to you and you communicate to me. Like, you know, I'm not just like, it's not just the, the me show, but like, I'll communicate to you like what I need. And if you can't be that, or if you can't meet those standards, well, there's a lot of women out there or men or whatever, right? And like, that's kind of a sad realization to hit. But at the same time, like, that just is one of like the the footnotes in having a healthy sexual relationship. I mean, it's like the exact same thing, like when you're getting sober and people talk about like, you need to change people, places, things. And maybe that some of those people are people in your sex life. You know, like you got to stop going to the same like fucking restaurant that you used to go get trashed at with your friends because it'll trigger you to possibly drink. Or like, you know, you got to stop like hanging out with certain people because all they want to do is drink or whatever or they have zero desire to like support your sobriety or be sober or whatever. So you got to stop hanging out with those people. But like, what if you got to stop fucking people who like don't do it for you anymore or don't make you feel safe in sex or like desired or tempted or something, you know, like it's just kind of one more thing that Maybe you got to come to terms with, maybe you don't, maybe, maybe like I know plenty of sex, like sex people. (laughs) I know plenty of sober people that like their relationship with like their partner or whatever, um, has grown like tenfold since getting sober because they're finally like able to actually communicate it. And like sex goes to like a whole new level. Like it goes from just like, fuck me till it's done to like, let's have sex. Like, you know, let's like start in like the shower and then like, you know, maybe like clean each, I don't know. I don't know about the cleaning thing, but like, you know, some people like it, like clean each other or whatever. And then like, you know, move to the bed and like, then like to the chair. And like, it's not all just this like vagina penis or like whatever insertion. Like, you know, there's like, play and biting and like sucking and like exploring and like all this stuff that maybe you didn't do while you were drunk because like it was just like like ah! <laughs> and so you know like 
when you're able to finally communicate that and then if you have like a base with your partner like that you guys are cool on every other aspect and then you're able to like safely communicate that and like emphasis on fucking safely okay because if you're trying to communicate like your boundaries or your new anything and you're getting like shit on or you're getting guilt tripped or you're getting like gaslit or something in it that is not a safe space that's not a safe communication okay so fucking go um but like yeah and then all of a sudden you're able to like tell your husband or wife or whatever all these new sides and these new things and whatever that you want to explore and all of a sudden your sex life is like catapulted into like the next atmosphere of like just this wicked sex that you didn't even know you enjoyed but you wouldn't have been able to communicate that when you were drunk like you know i don't know sober sex to 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 drunk sex totally fucking different and i know maybe we'll like revisit this and you know at like a quarterly rate and figure out um if i have any more advice because yeah if i'm being honest if i'm being 100 percent honest like i do not have a sex life at all since getting sober whatsoever i made a baby once okay well it was like a week while i was ovulating and it was like but it was just fucking to put like to get a baby in there it was not you know and so like zero 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 sex life since um getting sober really and yeah and i used to like have a wicked sex life um so i mean i like with a partner you know like i said i've my masturbation has gone crazy that's great um i know exactly what and how and when and whatever but which i didn't quite know before but yeah partner sex non-existent um working on it we will see um what happens then maybe yeah like maybe we should update <laughs> bring someone else on and whatever um but yeah i mean it's just another part of sobriety that is a journey and it is learning more things about you and you know that's basically all sobriety is well not really but you know what i mean like that's a huge part of sobriety is just learning this new you these new rules these new boundaries like things that you are not allowing anymore um in all aspects of your life new routines new triggers all this stuff like sobriety is terrifying because especially in the beginning there's a lot of like confronting deep dark scary parts of you that you tried to bury with alcohol or you haven't revisited in a long time or like whatever and like it's fucking scary in the beginning um but as you get into it and you start to learn these new things like it's quite enlightening and you really become so self-aware and so like in tune with yourself um and you'll start to like really read yourself from like like that innermost you that you've probably buried for a long time 
And, you know, this is just another part of it that is a learning curve, is a new experience, but it can be fun to like learn this new part of you. Whether it's by yourself or with a partner or partners, um, it's all fun and it's new and, you know, how many times, like, especially as like an adult, do we get to like try something brand new? You know, like we're always so busy with other things, with work or like being an adult or raising kids or whatever. But like how many times do we just get to try something brand new and like completely start fresh? Well, this is how you can start fresh without like fucking selling your house and moving to Indonesia. You know, like this is how you can start fresh. You can learn sober sex because it is an entirely different ball game. Terrifying, fun, lonely, a little depressing, fucking, you know, but cool. Like, wow, I didn't know that that worked or I didn't know I liked that or like whatever. So, um, yeah, I think that's this week's episode. Like I said, we'll revisit it maybe in like a few months, see how it's going. Um, but if you know, if you are new to this or if you're three years in and it's still, you know, not where it needs to be, don't give up. I'm not giving up. Um, and just try to view it as like a, an adventure, a new journey in this new life that you've very bravely, bravely took on and we'll learn together. (laughs) We will learn together. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of pull up a stump. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. Um, yeah, have a freaking fantastic day. You guys don't forget, move your body, drink your water, do your positive affirmations. And, uh, yeah, this is Cassie tuning out. Bye-bye.